In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, beloved children of God, and welcome to Tuesday in the 32nd week in the ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the ninth day of November, we celebrate the feast of the dedication of the Lateran Basilica. Friends, let us call on God that he may come and fill us with the power of his spirit. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dearly beloved children of God, the title of my homily today is Stay Connected to the Fountain of Life. Stay Connected to the Fountain of Life. Join me as I sing this song that reminds me of our connectedness to the Fountain of Life. The fountain of life is flowing everywhere. Whosoever drink shall never, never test again. Beloved children of God, today we are celebrating the dedication of the Lateran Basilica. The Lateran Basilica, built by the Emperor Constantine on the Lateran Hill around the year 320 AD, is a cathedral of the Pope, who is the Bishop of Rome. This basilica, dedicated to the Savior, to St. John the Baptist, and to St. John the Evangelist, is considered the mother of all the churches. The Feast of the Dedication reminds us of our calling to live in deep communion with the successor of Pope of Peter, the rock on which Jesus built his church, and the one who confirms us in our faith. This is what we are celebrating today. The very first reading is taken from the prophet Ezekiel chapter 47 from verse 1 to verse 2 and verse 8 to verse 9 and verse 12. The second reading is taken from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 9 to verse 11 and verse 16 to verse 17. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to John chapter 2 from verse 13 to verse 22. Friends in Christ, the very first reading Ezekiel tells us of his vision about the fountain, the water that was issuing from below the threshold of the temple towards the east. And he says in this vision that wherever this water flows, stagnant waters are made fresh. It brings life. Every living creature begins to teem with life. And then there are fruit-bearing trees and, you know, growing and bearing fruits in season and out of season. Because this water from the sanctuary brings life to whatever it, whatever it touches. It brings healing. It causes the stagnant water, stale situations to change and begin to flourish with the fullness of life. In other words, the water 
of life that is flowing from the sanctuary of God in the temple brings total wholeness, total revival and restoration, the fullness of life to wherever and wherever it touches. And this is the nature of the Holy Mother Church. The church is one. In all the churches all over the world, draw their life and strength from the very foundation, the mother church. And it is our communion with the church that keeps us connected to the fountain of life flowing from the sanctuary. We must stay connected to the source of the flow of this river of life. You know, if you go to a stream, you can fetch water from the stream or from the river and then put in a place and the water will be fresh, but for a period of time. You can also create a lake or a, a lake actually from a river and that lake will remain fresh, but for a while. After some time, because it is disconnected from the source of the flow of the river, the water will become stagnant. The water rather is stagnant by nature because it is a lake. It will become stale. It will become uh, dirty and becomes, you know, um, unconducive for life. Dear children of God, this is what happens when one is disconnected from the Holy Mother Church. When one lives outside the fullness of the communion with the church. When one decides on his own because of his gifts, because of his privileged position, because of his advancement in knowledge or qualification or whatever, will want to severe himself or herself from the church and begin a movement of his or her own. The church is one, and we must recognize the oneness of the church. Jesus Christ himself recognized and acknowledged and submitted himself to the authorities of the time of his time. And he made it clear that there is no authority except that which comes from above, even when he was, you know, presented before Pilate and he was being tried. He submitted himself to the authorities, even when the authorities were erroneous in their judgments about him. Dear children of God, we must all learn this from Jesus Christ. Today, in Christianity, in Christendom, we see a whole lot of divisions, a whole lot of separations, a whole lot of discord and rancor. We see denominations at war with denominations, general overseers at war with general overseers, preachers of the gospel fighting against one another, pastors and priests alike. And this is setting a serious question mark on our Christian faith, and on our witnessing as God's own children and as the disciples of Jesus Christ. St. Paul will tell us in the second reading today, writing to the Corinthians as he says to us, we must recognize that there is one church, there is one foundation, there is one Christ. Every one of us must be connected to this foundation and must be loyal to this foundation. We must recognize the, the legitimate and constituent authorities of the church and remain submissive to these authorities because there is no authority except that which comes from God. 
Even in their arrow, when you go to the river to fetch water, you go to the stream to fetch water, you see different barriers. At times, a tree may fall across the stream, yet you don't allow those barriers to prevent you from getting to the source of the water to fetch your clean water. We must not allow the limitations or the human face of the church deny us access to the source of the flow of the river of life that is flowing from the church. Jesus Christ, upon be pierced on the cross of Calvary. Of course, on his side, which points to his heart, water and blood flowed out. This water and blood comes out from his heart. This is what was prefigured in the vision of Ezekiel today, in the first reading, in chapter 37 of uh, the book of Ezekiel. That water flowing from the temple. For Jesus Christ is the temple as such. The church is the body of Christ. And Jesus is the head. This flow of blood and water coming from the heart of Jesus is the flow of life. You must never allow anything to separate you from this flow. You must remain connected to this flow. You must not allow your sins to separate you from this flow. You must not allow the scandal of the church separate you from this flow. You must not allow the limitations, the, 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 the force, the, the errors of the authorities of the day, assuming they have their errors, separate, allow yourself to be separated from this, the flow of life. For therein lies your strength. You may be flourishing, disconnected from this church, but you can only flourish for a while because you are disconnected from the source. The lake can only remain fresh for a while. After a period of time, it will become stale, it is stagnant, and it will become, you know, um, non-habitable for living creatures. If you want to flourish, if you want to theme with life, if you want to blossom in life, in righteousness, in perfection, in prosperity, in glory, and whatever good you can think about, if you want to remain in God, then stay connected to the church, the body of Christ, and allow the flow of life reach you as it flows from the body, from the very sacred heart of Jesus. And in the gospel reading, Jesus makes it again very clear that we must always remain connected to him. We must keep ourselves clean, for we are the true temples of the Holy Spirit. Today he had serious issues with those who were in the temple and turning the temple into a business place where they make money. We must evacuate the church of our day of every form of greed, of every form of selfishness, of every form of materialism. We must recognize and realize that the temple of God, first of all, our very selves and one another and the presence of God, the church is a place of worship and reverence of God. Not a place for the deification of any human person as it is happening among so many churches, I mean in so many churches and among so many um, church leaders of our time. Gradually shifting the attention away from God unto ourselves and making ourselves gods unto others. Simply because of our mundane and earthbound interests. We must realize that every Christian project must be targeted at the salvation of human souls. We must be careful in our dealings with our fellow human beings, recognizing in them the temple of God and treating them as such, with the dignity that is due to them, the dignity of those created in the image and likeness of God. And at the same time, we must resist everything that is not of God, that is practiced in the church and around the church of our time. 
Like Jesus Christ, therefore, let us go cleansing the temples of our time and generation, the temples of our families and homes, the temples of our, of our communities, the temples of our offices, for anywhere a human being is found, such a place is a temple dedicated to God. Any created person, a living person, is a temple unto God. Let us, therefore, clear ourselves, evacuate ourselves of sin, of ungodliness, of immorality, of hate, of selfishness of materialism and everything that keeps us away from God whatever will keep us disconnected from the source of the flow of the fountain of life so that connected to the fountain of life we may continue to flourish and blossom in glory, in righteousness in prosperity and in health of mind and body for when we become truly the temples of God connected to the source of life, the flow of the waters of life from Jesus Christ, our world will change for good. May Almighty God bless you and strengthen your resolve to remain a worthy temple unto Him and become an instrument of cleansing other temples for His own glory through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please don't forget to key in into our nine-day beginning of the month intensive prayers and novena as today marks the last day for this month's own. And as you pray with Psalm 8, Psalm 103 and Psalm 73, God will grant your petitions and you will live to testify that God is indeed a faithful God. May Almighty God bless you. Grant all your requests. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.